So one of the biggest things with Tulpa Mancy, at least with the creation of a Tulpa, is vocality. Because the main way that Tulpas communicate other than sharing emotions and images, which is kind of like those first stages, is through voice. So we're talking mind voice. So we're talking that that mental voice that everyone has in their heads, like when you stop to think and you say stuff inside your head, your tulpa will develop the same thing. This is as long as you give it time and attention and you continue to talk to it. That's how it's going to build that vocality. The more that we talk to our our tulpa and we give attention to them and we focus our talking on them, your brain is going to start working with what I call the ask and answer principle. So when I was developing my tulpa, I had one, one day during the week, I had a great deal of time that when I was at work that I had, it was just all solo. I was working on stuff and I was completely alone. So all of my thinking, as I was working my way through things, I would direct to my tulpa as if she was in the room and I was talking with her, you know, detailing what I was doing and my thought processes as I was trying to figure something out. A lot of times I would say it quietly out loud. And I suggest you do the same because your brain doesn't understand if you're talking to yourself or if you're talking to someone else. So basically when you were talking out loud, it's another one, it's another way of that output input. It's the same thing as when we write things down, it's a cycle of output input. So when we talk out loud, like I'm doing now, I am also hearing myself talk and my tulpa is hearing me talk too, because it comes out of my mouth vibrates through the room and goes into my ears. Now, if you can't do that, depending on your living situation and how busy your life is and all that stuff, then you got to work with what you got to work with. Even if you're driving around in your car or something, or you go on a walk by yourself, talk out loud a little bit. Even if it's just something that you have to mutter or whisper, your brain will still pick up on those vibrations. And thus we have the external language, and the receptive language. Those are the terms I was looking for. So and when you start to do this, what you're going to do is say something that's like an open-ended question, or you can start with yes or no questions, and then give space for a response, right? What this does is with the ask and answer principle, your brain, if you ask it a question, it's going to give you an answer. You know, if you're trying to remember that person's phone number, what's their phone number? Your brain's going to try to answer. What was I, what did I eat yesterday? Give silence. Your brain will try to answer that, right? Now, the silence that we need in our brains when we're talking about this is built through meditation. Of course, I'm probably going to make another episode on the benefits of meditation with tall Nancy, but that's for a later time. But when we talk, and we give space for that answer, that's training your mind because Tulpamancy is about working your mind into a different way of operating, operating from two different types of perspectives, two heavily built schemas, two heavily built personalities. So when you're talking and you're directing your attention at your Tulpa and you're asking a question, you're starting to train your brain of 
this package of schemas and ideas and things that I give a name to, or I call it Talpa, I want it to respond. And then eventually it will. The more and more that you practice this, the more it's going to do that. This is not, you know, there is no surefire way of this is how you make a Talpa. This is the only way to do it. This is one of the ways that I figured out how to make a Talpa. And honestly, for me, it was very, very easy because I'm an introvert. You know, arguably I'm like more of a loner. And when I was, you know, I would always be daydreaming in school and on the bus and stuff like that. So I have a very active imagination and I would, and this is supported by science, talk to myself when I was talking my way through things before I knew that Tulpamancy was a thing. And I also have been meditating since like 2007. Um, so I have practice in calming the mind down to allow that silence, which then my Tulpa was able to build off of. So the more that we talk, the more that we can build their vocabulary and their vocality. So the way that we talk, they're going to pick up on that. Notice how I'm not talking about parroting at all. I might make another episode on that. But as far as parroting goes, I pretty much avoided parroting at all costs. And of course, parroting is talking as if you were your Talpa to try to train their responses. And this would mean you are actively and consciously doing from perspective A, yours, and perspective B, theirs. But I would argue against it. It's worked for some people. Like I said, there's no surefire way to do it. So I suggest the ask and answer process with asking a question and giving space. The more that you ask a question and give space with that silence in your mind, the more likely you're going to hear a response. The first time that my Tulpa responded to me, I honestly don't think I caught it. It was later on that day, which I designate as her birthday because it's the first time that I heard um, her actually talk to me. It was a simple yes that I got back. And I know I didn't intend intentionally think that yes, I was, I asked a question and I gave silence and I got a yes. And that's the way that I achieved vocality. So it might work for you. 